Hello and welcome back to the Psychedelic Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Swati Sharma, radio host, blogger, and media and advertising manager at Psychedelic Spotlight. And joining me today is Michelle Janikian. She is a journalist, author, and editor and co-host of Psychedelics Today. She has been a columnist and writer focused on cannabis and psychedelics at Playboy and has featured her work on Rolling Stone, High Times Magazine, Double Blind Mag, and the Huffington Post blog and more. As a powerful advocate for the healing effects of psychoactive plants, her book, Your Psilocybin Mushroom Companion, outlines all that you need to know about sacred mushrooms. Michelle, it's great to have you on the podcast today. How are you? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm doing well. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm really excited to have you here. Uh, I just wanted to start off by first saying that I absolutely love the podcast. Psychedelics Today is so informative. You always have top quality guests and I really do believe it is one of the leading and trusted voices in the space right now. Um, I would love to know how your work as a cannabis writer has led you down the path of psychedelics to then kind of becoming a part of uh, Psychedelics Today and more integrated into the industry. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it's kind of a natural progression from cannabis to psychedelics, right? I mean, in my work, but I think also in people's own medicine work and their experimentation and just being a teenager, uh, that they kind of go hand in hand, in my opinion. Um, and so I started writing about cannabis, gosh, like six, seven years ago. And it was a very different scene then. It was really at the beginning of this whole, you know, legalization, this market, the uh, just this whole like destigmatization, this whole scene of cannabis being a more accepted part of American society. And it was a really exciting time. And I really enjoyed my work and felt like it was really making a big difference, um, changing the narrative around cannabis, that normal, everyday, working pay people, parents, taxpayers, we use cannabis. It's not a big deal. We're not, you know, these lazy stoner stereotypes. And it was honestly my editor at Playboy, um, Arielle Cousin, and she asked me years ago, she was like, Michelle, this work is great, but I was wondering if you, you know, had any experience with other drugs. And I was like, well, it's funny you ask because, yeah, I've been out here, you know, not just reporting on drugs, but I'm also just part of this drug-using community. I experiment um, and, you know, I wanted to try to just change the narrative around all drugs, not just cannabis. And so psychedelics became kind of like a natural next step. And I do kind of feel like I hope that it, it keeps going. I want to change the narrative around all drugs so we can hopefully, you know, start to really change drug policy to be a little bit more fair, to be less racist, to to just um, really change the culture in general. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a, a long journey, and I think I have a long journey ahead of me, but uh, been kind of lost in this spaceless time here reporting on psychedelics for the past few years. But, uh, you know, it's just an exciting time in general now, also similar to how cannabis was six, seven years ago for mushrooms, MDMA, and other psychedelics. So it's just an honor to be part of this this changing movement definitely the voice of the psychedelics industry has been so loud in the past two years uh, really shifting perspectives and i feel like you have done such a great job advocating for their uh, fair 
uh, distribution, legalization, etc. Um, I would love to know about your love for sacred mushrooms specifically. I know that you're a huge proponent and advocate for mushrooms, both psychoactive and non-psychoactive, that you even wrote your own book on them, your psilocybin mushroom companion, which uh, I would love to hear about how you got started on and a little bit more about that project. Yeah, of course. So a few years ago, it was honestly um, right around Michael Pollan's book coming out. And there was a lot of media. I was part of it, like writing all these articles on psychedelic therapy. And there was all of a sudden this kind of mainstream interest in mushrooms after folks read How to Change Your Mind, because Michael Pollan not only interviews like a lot of these um, psychedelic doctors like at Johns Hopkins and stuff, but he also, you know, takes a few little mushroom trips in his book. And I think it made a lot of folks really curious to try this for themselves. And that's where the Your Psilocybin Mushroom Companion came in. Well, it was like, okay, if there's going to be a lot of new people who have no experience with this or haven't like, you know, touched psychedelics since college or something, like dipping their toes back into these waters, there needs to be a guide where everything is like explained in an easy to understand way all in one place on how you can use these really powerful and like you said, sacred substances in a safe and responsible way. The original pitch was kind of a joke. It was like, how do you trip like an adult? And so in every chapter, is just like laying out just safety things and just things that I think a lot of like psychonauts already know. Things like, you know, don't um, – you know, maybe have your first trip like in a really safe, quiet environment with only really close friends. It's not really like a party drug. Like people do, you know, have more social experiences and go to festivals and concerts and stuff, but really like targeting the book to people's first trip and what they need to know and then how they kind of just like prepare themselves and their environment and how they do the aftercare and how mushrooms work and just kind of all of these these kind of like psychedelic community, kind of not like basic knowledge for a more mainstream audience. And um, yeah, I think a lot of the, you know, information in the book is is also kind of applicable to other similar psychedelics like LSD or something. Like just it's a lot of info on just how to um, like prep your set and setting and what all these things are that we talk about a lot in psychedelia that maybe like, you know, your mom doesn't know what the heck you're talking about. Like that's kind of who I had in my mind. I'm like, how do I explain this to my mom? And that's <laughs> how the book was born. And and luckily it's really, I think it's helping a lot of folks. And I've also had a lot of more experienced mushroom users and people reach out to me to say that, you know, it's not just for beginners. They learned a lot as well. And, you know, it can really just help optimize your experience so you can get the most out of it. Um, because the benefits we talk about in the clinical trials and in the media aren't guaranteed. You really have to, um, you know, there's some little things you can do to optimize your experience. And that's kind of where the book comes in. I think that's really great. There's just very little infrastructure online for those who are looking to use psychedelics as a tool for healing. So I think it's really awesome that your book outlines this information to somebody who might not have um, a very robust knowledge of how to get the most benefit from healing from mushrooms and they can do so and therefore kind of like restructure their way of seeing psychedelics and psilocybin uh, for their healing benefits. Um, I really do wish there were more resources like this out there for people who are kind 
kind of seeking them. Um, but I know in the meantime, you guys are doing a really great job with the podcast and the blog and all of the information that you're putting out so that you can kind of continue being that powerful advocate and source of knowledge for um, people in this area. It's a lot of pressure, to be honest, but I also hope so. I, I try to do so on my Instagram now, um, as well as, you know, I'm an editor at Psychedelics Today, so I, I'm i basically in control of their blog, and I commission articles, and I edit them, and that's actually brought me a lot of joy because writing can be really hard. It's really time-consuming, and no one wants to pay you much for it, so to be able to take a little bit of break, a little bit of a break from that and to be able to like raise up other writers who have these great ideas um, and to be a part in that has really uh, filled my little mushroom heart like so much because it's hard out there. I love supporting other creatives and just getting all this kind of knowledge out there and breaking some of the stigmas, both the stigmas in the mainstream media, like against drugs and psychedelics, but also there's a lot of stigma in the psychedelic community against like other substances or how you should use them and all this kind of like, I don't know, it feels all just kind of petty to me as a deep mushroom person. So been really kind of enjoying, you know, just helping people rethink this whole world and change the narrative completely. Mm -hmm. I think it's really good to stay open and take a moment to kind of hear what people's thoughts are in their niche within the space because um, we all have very differing perspectives and different life experiences that we can kind of bring to the table um, and we are kind of all in this together so I think you know that's ultimately why we are doing this because we believe that we can heal together and that these plants are here to help us do that. Possibly, or at least to stay open. I think complete healing is kind of like a fantasy and no one's ever going to be completely healed. Humanity is, you know, we all are born with just kind of like a an insatiable hole inside of us, I do believe. And it's, it's mushrooms aren't going to completely fill it, but they can help. I think more so than just completely healing, they can help you just be a nicer, more compassionate person if you use them with that intention. And to just be more self-aware, I think, is the main thing that mushrooms do for me. Whether or not that heals me or not, it just helps me treat other people with the compassion that I would like to be treated. And maybe that's a slow road to a collective healing. But um, I think it's more about just staying, just staying open and aware and, you know, present, which is actually really hard. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a great point. And it's such a process, like a lifelong ongoing process that these tools can kind of help us achieve our own personal best wherever we're at and just like meeting us there. So I can definitely understand why you're such an advocate for the mushroom in general. Um, yeah, it's such an incredible fungi for that type of healing. Yeah, no, I agree. They really are like incredible. Um and just so mystical and they do so much for this planet, not just psilocybin mushrooms, but right, mushrooms in general and fungi and, um, you know, we really wouldn't be here without them or we'd be like living on top of thousands of years of like undecomposed trash and messiness and they really just make our world the beautiful place that we all love to live in and they don't get enough credit for that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that um, there's so much more information about 
not even just psilocybin but just fungi kind of going out to the public there's like this upsurge in mushroom interest that i've been noticing in the past little while and i think it's really great um you know documentaries like fantastic fungi coming out on netflix and things like that so fingers crossed we can kind of continue riding this wave and that people are kind of open to these alternative forms of caring for their health whether it's like psychological or emotional or um, physical yeah for sure For sure. Uh, so you, Joe, and Kyle, I notice, spend a lot of time discussing kind of your ethical take on the industry on psychedelics today and which way things are headed, discussing a lot of kind of those ethics behind um, policy reform and things along those lines. So I, I was very curious to ask you, like, do you believe that there is maybe a more quote unquote right way to approach the widespread use, distribution and coverage of psychedelics like I know that that's such a loaded question but I would just love to kind of know what are your thoughts and kind of what can be the best way to approach things in your opinion I guess I don't believe in a right way is the main thing I think that everyone's different and there's going to be a right way for every individual I think that you know you should go in with intention and you should be safe and responsible and not, you know, infringe on anyone else's liberty. But besides that, like, it's up to the individual person. There's a lot of, like, I'm not really a big fan of the industry and in that you have to use these with a doctor or at a clinic or a shaman. Like, every individual, if that calls to you, then that's what you should do. But, like, Personally, I like eating mushrooms totally by myself, um, you know, and that's what helps me the most. I do feel that we're kind of um, often forgetting, you know, the indigenous communities who are still really struggling while their mushrooms are making millions of dollars and it makes me uncomfortable and I do try to advocate for more sacred reciprocity, which is this idea that we should give back to these communities. But it's hard. It's so complicated. There's so many politics involved. There's money involved. And I also don't think that like my, like psychedelics have to be used for healing for them to be right. Like I think you use them for fun and curiosity and to just expand your mind. And they can also heal in those times when you use them with your friends or your loved ones or your family you know, outside of this very strict, rigid box that this is for my healing and this is for my productivity. And that all kind of feels a bit silly to me. Um, Yeah, I've been struggling with this. It's an interesting question because it's something I've been just a theme I've been struggling with just in my own independent thoughts and, um, you know, work. But it's a tricky one. And it's one we're all going to have to be very open about moving forward to do this with any kind of integrity for sure. Yeah, you, I think that you made such a good point there. You mentioned the idea of upholding a level of integrity. I think that that's a really great way to kind of um, discuss that rather than write. It's like what is the most integral to the well-being of all of us that are participating and advocating for this industry. Um, I think it's very up to the individual to uphold that and ensuring that they're doing kind of what's best for themselves, but also for kind of one another because this movement wouldn't happen without each other. So, I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing how we all can come together in the future within this um, realm and just make sure that we are doing the best for ourselves and the planet and the plants yeah everyone's different that's why I wrote the book I really wanted a no judgment like 
just source of information for people so they could do whatever they wanted. I don't, it's, you know, it's no skin off my back how folks are doing their psychedelics and for what reason. Um, I just, you know, I just want to keep people safe because yeah, if you use these substances in, you know, less than ideal situations, it can be kind of anxiety ridden and then you won't kind of, you know, break the veil and see through the other side and get those kinds of benefits that that shifted perspective can give you, whether they're healing or just seeing things from a new way. And that, you know, helps your creativity or helps how you react to people when they trigger you or whatever it is. Um, I just, I just don't want to get everyone just stuck in these little boxes of right and wrong. It, it just, that's not what mushrooms teach me at all that, you know, there is no right and wrong. That's totally subjective. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll see how this goes. It's an interesting time. Um, I do hope that we can decriminalize and eventually legalize all psychedelics, all drugs, um, you know, and even outside of this kind of clinical context to give people the freedom to experiment with their own minds and these beautiful fungi that were put on this planet that just grow here naturally that can totally shift our worldview. It's really amazing. And I think putting all these human rules on it is just a bit just pointless. For sure. No, I totally understand. It just kind of exists. And as humans, we tend to put our kind of negative or positive right or wrong labels on them. So yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying there. Um, I would love to know what types of topics in psychedelics in particular that you're very kind of interested in at the moment. Maybe um, you'd really like to cover a little bit more in the future or that are very kind of on your radar at the moment. Yeah, I can <laughs> I'm not really sure. I guess I'm just trying to, you know, I'm not doing a lot of journalism work at the moment outside of editing and fact checking um, and being on the podcast. Um, and I guess I'm just trying to bring a voice to the drug using community within this psychedelic narrative because they often get forgotten. It's all about the industry and the new businesses and the new compounds and the new clinical centers. And like that just doesn't really interest me. I want to give a voice to the people just using mushrooms out there in their backyard on Sundays or, you know, the people who have been hurt by mushrooms who, you know, or mushrooms don't heal everyone too. They're not the answer to everything. I guess I'm trying to just bring a voice to this other side of the conversation, which is a little maybe less exciting, <laughs> but that, you know, I don't know, when we get consumerism and capitalism involved in psychedelics and it just becomes about, you know, optimizing your productivity with microdosing or healing your depression with full doses and, and all this stuff. And I just, I, I don't know, I get a little disillusioned by it all because there's so much more to it than that. And um, I've been just trying to give give that a voice um, lately in my work. And it's a bit hard and people don't react to it in the same way that they react to, you know, how my life was changed by mushrooms. That's an easier narrative for people to digest. I still get depressed even though I use mushrooms. They can make you a bit existential when you see that nothing matters. You'd be a bit too far out. You're like, what's the point of it all? And so I think that that's going to become more of the narrative as this keep spreading and to just let folks know that that's okay. Like that's normal. And, um, you know, they're just that 
when we put right and wrong on things like psychedelics and then it doesn't work for someone in that way, it makes them feel even worse. Like they're even more broken. And I really want to give those folks a voice like you're not broken. This narrative that we're creating is wrong. And I want to, you know, help folks see through it because it's just, it's just a way to make money. And and I don't want to be part of that really. I just want people to have the right and the option to eat mushrooms if they want and all the tools they need to do it if they want. And and that's about it for me. <laughs> yeah, that's a really interesting point. It's kind of like having this narrative in the clinical way that, you know, mushrooms will heal you and change your life um, in this very structured environment that's kind of being pushed onto us. But we don't necessarily have to be confined to the medical model. I know that you guys talk about this often on the show, um, kind of your own sovereign ability and right to use the medicines in the way that you choose to. So, yeah, I mean, there are definitely options. And I think that it's great that you're able to kind of outline that for people. Like we're not always looking for this life changing experience all the time. We're just looking for something to assist us in our routine to be a better person overall and more aware of ourselves. Totally. Yeah, no, that's a beautiful way to put it, for sure. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so what are you currently up to? Is there anything that you're currently working on that's in the works that you're looking forward to have coming out in the future? Anything that we're allowed to know? On Psychedelics Today, I mean, so many cool guests. I don't think I can actually share any names at the moment, but we are trying to always just expand our roster, you know, give different perspectives, a voice. Um, I have, we have some cool content. Like we just published this cool con, these two cool blog articles this week and last week about PCP and why the psychedelic community ignores it. And maybe why that's not a good thing. Maybe we're just following police propaganda instead of thinking for ourselves. Um, I have some cool content coming out around parenting and pregnancy and psychedelics. That's kind of controversial. Um, we're working on this column, which um, is really outlining a lot of like the Jungian concepts and like depth psychology and how they relate to psychedelics to so try to give people more of a framework or just a framework at all to like start to understand and process these kind of confusing and far out experiences, you know, the deeper you go. There's a lot of cool stuff coming out in the blog. Um, but I, yeah, stuff about, you know, VR and psychedelics, microdosing and parenting. Um, I'm really excited about all of it and um, really love working with my, my little roster of writers. They're also talented and, um, coming up with these really great and edgy ideas. I guess I'm just like really into exploring edgy ideas. That's how I got into mushrooms and cannabis. And now that I'm here, I'm just always looking for the edge, which, you know, for better or worse, it's just what drives me. Um, I do hope to write a second book. I'm starting to, I don't know, explore that, but it's going to be a really long process. So I don't even want to jinx it, but uh, someday that'll happen. (laughs) 
for sure i think that this niche is inherently kind of controversial in itself and there's a lot of different takes that you can have so many possibilities that we kind of haven't even scratched the surface yet really so i think it's awesome that you're able to kind of get people talking and thinking outside of maybe what they're used to or the medical model um, and things along those lines so that is awesome um, if everybody wants to read some more of your work they want to find you online and get to know uh, what you're all about where can they go yeah i have a website michellejanikian.com um it needs to be updated but i have a bunch of my older articles and podcasts and stuff on there um sometimes you can buy my book on there um i'm also pretty active on instagram at michelle.janikian um post more about just some of the fun adventures I go on that are mushroom involved and trying to just try my hand out a little bit more creative writing sometimes on there, which is fun. And yeah. And then, um, you know, read the psychedelics today blog. Sometimes I'm a co-host. I've been taking a bit of a break from solidarity Fridays, but I am, I do have a bunch of really fun guest interviews coming up. So yeah, keep listening. Um, keep following. We're out here. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Michelle, for joining me on the show today. It's been an absolute joy just getting to learn a little bit about your story, your thoughts on mushrooms and the space and where it's all headed. I'm really excited about everything that you are doing in this area, and I cannot wait to hear some more from you in the future. Great. Thanks so much for having me. It was an honor. Global Track Solutions, Inc. and Psychedelic Spotlight does not in any way encourage or condone the use, purchase, sale, or transfer of any illegal substances, nor do we encourage or condone partaking in any unlawful activities. We support a harm reduction approach for the purpose of education and promoting individual and public safety. If you are choosing to use psychedelic substances, please do so responsibly. The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the Psychedelic Spotlight podcast are those of their own and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position of Psychedelic Spotlight and Global Track Solutions, Inc.